to all my ladies in the place needing rest and grace. Won't you siesta with me? It's a sister's siesta where real professionals rest. Let's go. Hey, it's Jazz. I'm back with A Sister Siesta, the podcast. And I wanted to talk to you about being your authentic self at work and how it kept me exhausted. And now how I approach the workplace in a different way that is more psychologically safe for me and probably for you too. So I know in terms of diversity, equity, and inclusion, In the framework of those efforts, authenticity is definitely needed as Black women, women in general, and as working mothers. So I'm not talking about in that sense. I'm talking about authenticity in the part of being open and vulnerable in your full self in spaces that may not be even worthy of seeing all of the facets of you. And I came to understand that in a previous opportunity where I noticed that everyone referred to each other as family or wanting to overextend themselves and telling stories and sharing a lot about their personal life. And At the time, I really didn't see it as a red flag, but now I know to run the opposite way. And so, for example, I'll just tell you the story. (laughs) Here it goes. I remember going into a meeting and, you know, it was a regular meeting where we're going over HR stuff, you know, terminations, new hires, Um, any community engagement type of initiatives, um, just happenings that are going on within the organization, right? And then one of the team members says, hey, did y'all see this meme on social media that was talking about insert meme here, right? We all know how memes can be either very polarizing, very funny, educational or what have you. This one in particular was very polarizing and it was dealing with race. And, you know, I sat there and, you know, took in the moment and I was wondering if everyone was going to laugh or say, oh yeah, I saw that meme too. And then give their account of what they thought about the meme or there was going to be, you know, discussion, um, debate, whatever the case may be. And the meme itself was, it was a, a bear. And it said, I can't remember all the black girls' names at my office because they changed their hair so often. And I ain't gonna lie, it's funny. <laughs> but in that moment, I didn't want to be my authentic self and laugh, right? 
I was really taking in what was happening around me. Like, okay, how are they gonna? How are they gonna act? Who's gonna say this? It was like double dutch. Like I'm jumping in, jumping out. Should I say something? Shouldn't I say something? And it's a mixed crowd, so you know you're a mixed company. There's there's um, actually men, women, white, black, um, Asian, um, Hispanic. You know, it was it was a very mixed crowd. So um, you could tell some were uncomfortable. And some were just like kind of brushing it off. But I remember one of the managers in the room was um, like, and she, and she was a black woman and she just, she laughed and then she told her story um, about, you know, people making reference to her different hairstyles. And I could relate, but I wasn't chiming in because I didn't want to, right? And so I remember walking away from that meeting and then one of my um, work colleagues was like, hey, Jasmine, (laughs) how did you feel about that? Because they know me outside of work and they know that I am a champion for equality, equity, and not just for black women, but just for everybody, like live and let live. That's truly how I want my existence and my legacy to be remembered for, you know, from my kids. And I was like, you know, that made me uncomfortable. And I didn't want to laugh, even though it's funny. Like if, if we were at lunch, girl, me and you, and we're talking about our experiences, then I would laugh. Um, but I didn't want to. And she was like, yeah, me either. And I didn't know what to say, do, or whatever. And I was like, mm, yeah, girl. And then we just had that moment like, yeah, girl. Okay, well, I'll see you at lunch, blah, blah, blah. Walked away, went our separate ways. And then I, that's, that moment stayed with me. But then recently, another, another um, experience I, I was having was I was recognizing that, and maybe you can relate to this, in certain environments in my work um, in my work setting, I wasn't sharing as much. I wasn't interacting or engaging as much. And it's not because I didn't know the answer or I didn't have a solution or a thought about anything that was going on. I didn't feel safe enough to, to express certain things. And I recognized that it wasn't just me but there was other people that were like-minded that were having the same experience as me. And I think, you know, you can see people in your tribe by how they talk, right? Like in real life, dialect and language is a way people communicate, right? And in the work office, nonverbals are a big way that you can communicate and find your tribe, so to speak, at work. You know, certain people that laugh at certain things, that's your tribe. You know, you can find your folks. Certain people that don't laugh at certain things or they move a certain way, you find your your work tribe and you move with them. And so in this situation, I was seeing that, you know, some of some of the the people that wouldn't respond or give their solutions or or give their their thought was the same the same way I was acting. And then we would, you know, have the the meeting outside of the meeting, right? At the water cooler or because we're virtual, you know, you'll have the, the sidebar video conference like, hey, what did you think about this? And I'm thinking to myself, I thought the same thing too. So we're intelligent. That's not, that's not the question. We know how this goes, but we know it's not it's not a safe space to do so. And why is that? 
Well, there's three things that I've I've learned and um, I've changed the whole thought of trying to be my authentic self at work and bring my whole self to work to being more intentional at work and being my intentional self at work. Authenticity breeds vulnerability, trust, and a lot of sharing. When do you do that? I do that when I feel safe, psychologically safe, emotionally safe, mentally safe, all of those things. And I noticed for the folks that really want to engage and jump in and really be connected are deep thinkers about this and you're not just surface trying to blurt out answers and you know connect just because of visibility or for promotion you really want to solve or make your mark and that's me that's the type of professional I I am because if I'm stepping outside of my family my home life and giving my time to something it has to mean something even greater and so As I started to move through my career and move through the rhetoric that we're often given as black women or minorities to be your authentic self and show up as your whole self, I get that. But I'm just asking you to think about this a little bit differently in terms of being a, a more intentional self and not feeling the pressure to have to, um, I would say always engage in certain conversations or engage in a certain way where you think it's it's authentic <laughs> because a lot of times we're not doing ourselves any favors and we're doing harm to ourselves and we're leaving ourselves a little bit more exhausted than when we came. So the first thing I noticed was that when I was in a space and I could not exert my healthy boundaries in a work setting and they were seen at, they were seen as offensive or not engaging or not being a team player i knew immediately that maybe i am not the right person for this environment why because if an environment wants you to jump all in and tell everything about your marriage and your kids and how you, you know, how you eat and, and your grandma and the dysfunction and that for me bleeds toxicity. And you start to hear or I noticed how I would hear other um other colleagues and other people coming to HR talk about, well, you know, Sally over there can't come to work because her baby is sick. And then, you know, she doesn't have a car. So she's always late. And I'm thinking, wow, if you're talking like that about someone else, you're definitely talking about me if I'm saying if I share anything. And in previous experiences, I know that to be true. And I didn't I don't want that existence. And I also felt like I was intruding on someone's privacy and their space when I knew the most intimate details of their struggle or 
a challenge that they're having in life. And see, because I work in HR, we hear a lot of stories, but I pride myself in being a professional that is just that professional. When you come to me at work and you tell me something, I'm not sharing it with anyone else just because they have your file (laughs) or we're on the same team. There's so many people in my previous professional experiences where I know so much about their personal life that it's uncomfortable for me and they don't even know I know. And so being able to keep healthy boundaries at work is one of those things that reminds me to be more intentional with my communication and not worry about authentically telling my story like well you know I got it out the mud I come from the gutter my family was in the projects like people talk like that at work it's good for them doesn't work for me that's all I'm saying the second thing is understanding what psychological safety is when you feel safe in a work environment you don't feel like um, there's passive aggressive um, communication or there's like mental warfare going on. Um, Oh, I could just I could really get down in a rabbit hole about this. But bottom line, when you feel psychologically safe to just make a mistake, give an opinion communicate with critical thinking those environments not only foster really great relationships but it also gives you the I would say it gives you the benefit of diverse thinking and diverse thought and you can get to multiple solutions not just at work but just in general Having environments like that have really elevated the growth mindset for me. And that would be homework for you off of this podcast to understand what a growth mindset is, because I don't want to make this too long. But being in work environments like that for me have developed my personal and professional mindset to a growth mindset where I understand that it's okay to make a mistake, but I learn from that and I grow from that. But in areas that or work environments that are psychologically unsafe have you second guessing yourself have you thinking that you're not good enough they breed that imposter syndrome and to hell with that you don't need any help feeling second class or second best already as a black woman and especially as a mother in the workplace And coming out of environments like that, for me, I've had to detox. I've had to step away. And maybe I'll talk about what that detox looks like for me. But I've had to detox and really step away because I was exhausted emotionally and mentally. And if I was to go into another workspace, I wouldn't be able to produce, be productive, or even be myself. Not even authentically or inauthentic. I just couldn't be because of this bad experience previously of having an unsafe psychological workspace. So that's the second thing. The third thing is the lack of autonomy. In workspaces where 
you're introduced to an environment and they're like, oh, bring all your magic and you tell us how you want to run this and build this and you have the expertise and I want you to do this. And then when you start giving your input and your recommendations, they say, oh, no, that's not how we do it here. Or, oh, no, it's better to do it like this or nope. I shouldn't have to tell you how to do this. And it's like, whoa, this has happened to me. And because I am mature (laughs) now, I didn't have to say anything back because I believe silence does the heavy lifting. But also, I told y'all before that I'm not like a clap back type of woman. I don't do that. I just let people believe what they want to believe. I am not snapping back at you. But you best believe that I made a mental note that this is not for Jasmine and I will make my way to the next area that is better suited. So the lack of autonomy is definitely definitely a note of a place that you <laughs> should be more intentional and less authentic in how you approach the work setting. So just to recap, in being more intentional versus authentic, the places that would, I would say, would suggest that you can't be your authentic self are the places that do not allow you to have healthy boundaries, lack autonomy, and also um, are psychologically unsafe. And when you understand those pieces in your work environment, being your intentional self will allow you to walk away from this experience and also still have the interactions within that work environment that are professional, that don't leave you mentally exhausted, emotionally drained, and just feeling like you're feeling not like yourself. And I'm only telling you this because it's from my personal experience And I really don't want you to have to go through some of the heartache that I've had to deal with in, in, you know, in different professional settings. And like I tell my kids, I'm not telling you what I think. I'm telling you what I know. So as you go through this week, do a little assessment to yourself with with those three check marks. In this situation, am I psychologically safe? In this situation, am I allowed to exert my own personal boundaries are they healthy boundaries and third does this situation lack autonomy assess it for yourself and see and as you collect this information through the week sit down with yourself next Sunday and you know grade it I don't believe in job hopping. I believe in finding opportunities that fit you because you're not a machine. You are a human and you deserve to be in a space and a place that supports you as the whole self, right? The intentional self. And you can be your authentic self outside of work where people can um, love, appreciate, 
and elevate you because they know you and you feel safe enough to be vulnerable and open and all of that good stuff, right? In my personal relationships, they know that I'm not hopping around. <laughs> they know I might go on a hi- hiatus, but it's not personal. It's it's healthy. But you know, professionally, if you go on a hiatus, they'll call you a, a job hopper and they think it's unhealthy. But I'm, I'm grateful that um, time is changing that. And with time comes progress. That's what I think. So give yourself that assessment this week and let me know. Email me. Tell me what you think. I am definitely moving through that challenge myself. And you know what? I'm proud because I have gotten to a space where I can see this pretty, pretty, uh, pretty clear from the onset. I don't have to go through <laughs> through much abuse in the workspace where I'm walking out of there like, ooh, what just happened? I can pretty much tell. Like Maya Angelou says, when someone shows you who they are, believe them. <laughs> and I think that is so true. And it's kept me well rested and mitigated a lot of my mental exhaustion. Well, anyways, I'm out of here till next week. Siesta with me.